This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you want better mental health? Then BetterHelp is for you. It is affordable, accessible, and most importantly, personalized online therapy. There is a special offer to the Lucy Pod listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash the Lucy Pod. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash the Lucy Pod. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Please remember that the Lucy Pod is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your own amazing brain, please speak to a medical professional. I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I speak to you all today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I hope that you are all well and staying safe. It's been a while. Um, I'm a I'm a busy girl, and and sometimes the the dear Lucy Pod, which I I love dearly, has to has to wait. My big girl job has become a lot busier. I mean, it's a big girl job, so it's it's serious. It takes up my time. And I've actually started my Masters of International Relations. I mean, we're already in week six, and I don't understand how I'm in week six. Like, time is very bizarre, especially when you're ADHD, but just the fact that I started, you know, in July, 25th of July, and it's what now, almost September, and we're in week six of my master's. I, I don't understand. Like, you know, when people say to you, oh my God, you've grown so much and you roll your eyes at that. It's real. Like, I don't realize how how time goes by and how people change, people grow. I'm talking nonsense now, but it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a while and I am very glad to be back. You may notice a little change, possibly in audio quality. And it's because I'm recording a recording. I'm recording in an echoier uh, room situation, currently doing some work, um, on my, um, on my home. So yeah, you'll notice maybe a bit of a change. And my beautiful Labrador Dora has decided to, uh, come into my room and have her lovely nails, um, you know, tap onto the floorboard so that we can hear her. And now she's trying to lick the microphone. So we're going to slowly persuade her to go the other way. She's very, very cute. And she loves you guys. Anyways, Apart from work and uni, I have been doing driving lessons. Um, I think a couple of months ago, I made a post on Insta expressing my like mortal fear of driving. Um, and people were really nice and gave some really nice advice, a lot of um, DMs. But it's, yeah, it's a mortal fear. fear. Like if being ADHD were like being a vampire, then driving is like garlic to me. It's a wooden stake. It's a holy object. Like, it's not my kryptonite. Uh, yeah, my kryptonite. Like, it's just, it's going to kill me. Like, driving for me seems like the worst combination. Like, in my view, anything can be done and anything can be improved with practice. Especially when it's, like, ADHD related. Like, tying my laces, riding a bike, or getting better at maths. I think everyone can do that, you know, when they're ADHD. But driving is a no I am so scared of it and I'm convinced that I'm never going to drive and that if I do, I'm going to be a part of the headlines and statistics. Which brings me to this part of the episode where I'm going to read you some statistics and they're going to show you why I have a mortal fear of driving and why I don't think I should be driving. 
So here's the first one. Within the first month of driving, teens with ADHD are 62% more likely than their non-ADHD peers to be involved in an automobile crash. Over the first four years of having a license, drivers with ADHD are 37% more likely to get into a crash, twice as likely to drive while intoxicated, and 150% more... 150%? Okay, more likely to receive an alcohol, drug or moving violation compared to their non-ADHD peers. Are you, do you see why now? Next, adults with ADHD tend to be at a greater risk for having accidents, receiving traffic tickets and driving without a license or on a suspended license. ADHD, so then there was this study done um, and it said that ADHD participants reported significantly more violations and lapses on the driving test than like control participants and they had more significant accidents, which I don't know what a significant accident means, but that scares me. And apparently the average speed um, and speeding were also higher, but it didn't change with the route type. And ADHD participants showed poorer vehicle control, greater levels of frustration with other road users um, like greater frequency of negative comments and trend for less safe driving when changing lanes, overtaking on the motorway. Um, and these effects were predicted by hyperactive impulsive um, scores that they showed. Um, they were also more likely to cause a car crash and near miss when an event occurred on the urban route. So given all of these stats and facts, how am I supposed to go out there and drive with confidence? How? Like, I'm already, I know I'm not a good driver. And then to have it confirmed by statistics being like, oh, yeah, you're a bad driver. And not only that, but like, you're a huge risk scares me. And I'm all about like reducing stigma. And I hope this episode doesn't fall into the wrong hands and ears of someone who's like, that's it. People with ADHD shouldn't be allowed to drive. But I, I'm so scared. Like, anything else people with ADHD can do. You can be a doctor. You can be this. You can be that. You can climb Mount Everest and live and not become, you know, another statistic. But with driving, I just, it scares me. And I think the other reason I feel like I can't do it is because I don't have any positive examples except for my dad, who we're pretty sure is an ADHD. He's quite a good driver. But in terms of like in media, I don't have a good example. Like when I think of other people with ADHD doing great things and massive strides, I can picture them like, you know, ADHD actors, singers, writers, they exist. We see them in the world. But like drivers, like there's no Formula One racer. Maybe there is. Who's ADHD? Mind you, to be like a Formula One racer, I don't think they're very good at driving necessarily. I don't think they follow all the rules. But I just, I feel completely terrified yeah it's garlic to me i am an adhd vampire and the sight of a car brings me to thinking like oh my god i'm gonna have to be doing that and my driving lessons okay let's talk about my driving lessons so i have a very nice and understanding driving instructor 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 however He's not understanding to the point that he can get into my brain and like fix the wires that make me a bad driver. Like he's very good. He's very alert, very funny, comical and kind. And the repetitive nature of his teaching is helpful to me, but it's still not enough. Like I just feel as if 
it's not good enough. And people are thinking, well, get a new instructor. I don't think it's got to do with him. I think it's got to do with the fact that not only am I a bad driver, but I also have that attitude. And I tend to do this thing that when things become difficult for me or I'm not good at something, instead of giving it a red hot go, I purposely give up on it and do badly on it, like to prove a point, like I self-sabotage, like for example, not this is being done, but like, let's say I'm doing a math subject, never would happen. And I'm really bad at math. Instead of like actually trying and actually possibly doing well, I would purposely like not pay attention and not do well to be like, see, I am bad at it because I did badly. So I think that's the way I drive and my driving instructor obviously can't fix that. So uh, my first ever driving lesson, I was terrified because I thought like, how am I going to just like get in the car and drive? And people probably listening thinking like, what are you talking about, Lucy? Like it's driving, it's easy, but not for me and not for my brain. So yeah, my first lesson, it was like, I I didn't know what to do with myself. I was really terrified and I thought surely like I'm going to be sitting in the passenger and he's going to like take me for a ride and like show me before I get in the driver's seat because it's just like a lot. But I guess that's how you learn to swim. You don't learn how to swim by watching someone. You learn swimming by getting into the pool and, and doing it. Same with like riding a bike. <laughs> you know, your dad's not going to get on the bike with you and like get on the bike and show you how to do it. You're going to get on the bike and they're going to coach you. Your parents are going to coach you or whoever. So I thought my driving lesson was going to be like that. Um, but I got in, you know, the the driving seat. We went through like safety protocol, which that I'm pretty good with, like in terms of, you know, checking your blind spot mirror. That isn't the issue because I'm so paranoid and cautious that I'm like, okay, mirror check. I do the MIB. But it was then the actual driving like getting into the technique that was scary but I did it I actually did it and I left that lesson feeling really confident and really really good and happy with myself even though it was you know a shaky start middle and end and there were a few moments where I thought oh I'm gonna crash into someone it went well like I, I I went into the lesson you know terrified and then I came out of it like saying oh my god I drove and I think I like sent Trent a message being like, I did it, like I drove and it wasn't that bad. So I always go into my lessons terrified, like even though it's going to be like the same thing, like we're just driving. And then I come out of them feeling pretty good. But then when I'm in the car with someone else and I'm watching people drive and I'm observing all the conditions that I may have to drive in in the future, I get terrified. Like I watch my mum, you know, having to navigate parking in the city when you've got like so many things going on or being on the freeway and it's raining, like all of these external issues that I can't afford to let distract me. Like I can't be in the car driving and be like, oh, the rain and looking at, I need to be on the ball focused. And that's what I think scares me is the ADHD and observing how I'm going to have to drive in conditions. Because at the moment for my driving lessons, I'm just driving around in my area, 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 which is pretty like, basic and easy like oh there's a school zone and that's you know the most exciting part of like my driving experience but the fact that I'm gonna have to you know go places like outside of that and be on the road with a lot of different cars a lot of different people external stimuli and distractions really really scares me and the other part of this these lessons that are scaring me are the fact that they're going to end in a test 
So it really feels like I'm preparing for an exam. And I think as we know, uh, people with ADHD aren't necessarily great at exams, especially not me. And I'm really, really mortified about the fact that I'm probably going to fail the test first round. Like my learner's test passed it. I don't know how. I passed really well. I was mortified I was going to fail. But a lot of it was logic-based. And even if I was distracted doing the test on the computer, like it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, I, I got the questions right. Whereas with the driving tests, like the official driving tests that you do at like Vic Roads or whatever, that also scares me. It's like a lot of things on top of each other. Like the fact that Oh, it's like it's it's so embarrassing like if you make a mistake like an unsafe mistake in your driving lesson they stop the test immediately like you don't get to continue like how embarrassing is that like not only did you make the mistake but you like have to stop the lesson the the test and then come back another time like that is embarrassing I'm really happy with not being good at things and failing I don't like doing them in front of people and by in front of people I don't mean like my audience like my listeners like I'll probably find it funny telling you guys when I failed but like actually doing it in front of an instructor is really embarrassing I don't know why maybe it's like a need to impress I don't even know if it's a need to impress I just don't like getting things wrong in front of people and I just feel like it's going to be mortifying when I have to like go back and do my tests like how many times do you go and do your driving test before you're like I should just not drive like is it after twice two times three times four times five times ten times like how many times am I going to have to do this test and maybe some of you are listening going Lucy you're assuming you'll fail you may not I'm preparing myself for the worst so yeah, it's, it's a lot. Like I just don't think my brain is cut out for driving and that's a really bad message to send out. Cause I'm sure there's people listening and people in people in the world who drive and who have ADHD and who are like the most distracted human beings in the world and felt the same way as me. But I just feel like some things are not meant to be. It's like pineapple on pizza, not meant to be peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. No offense to anyone who likes those things, but they're just not meant to be. So I don't think that this is going to be one of these episodes where I like give advice because I've come out of the other side and learned things and I look back in retrospect because I'm I'm still in it. I still am a really bad driver and I, I don't want to drive and I don't think I'm going to get better. <laughs> terrible instead of being like yeah but I'm like really keen to learn I'm like I'm never gonna drive and I've put that in my head that even if let's say one day I do get my license I'm going to do everything possible to not have to drive like for the moment going to university it would not make sense for me to drive because I live so close and there's nowhere to park like I have a tram that takes about like minutes max maybe on a good like a you know, on a normal day to get to uni. It drops me right in front of uni. Like, why would I drive? Um, and, like, same to going into the city when I go out. Like, I don't want to have to be driving. Um, I like to go out at night with mates. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be doing that. However, like, people always say to me, oh, well, when you get kids or, you know, when – um, what about with your job? Because my job right now with public transport, it does work, but it would be easier with a car. And it's like any – I'm going to avoid, like, even if I do get my license, I'm going to avoid driving to work because the idea of being on the freeway in peak hour when I am tired, stressed about driving, stressed about getting into work, why would I do that to myself? And then the whole thing about kids, well, hopefully, um, 
my partner um, has a car or hopefully I make enough money with this podcast and I can afford to have a chauffeur. Like, I just want to avoid driving. It's like, but I can't. Like, I know I can't. It's like when I used to say to my dad that I never wanted to do math and my dad used to say you can't avoid math forever and I used to think that that was a really bullshit saying like oh I can't avoid math forever but you really can't like math is in my everyday life like I need math all the time but I'm good with it I'm okay but with driving I don't know I just guys I I think this episode rather than it being an advice one I think this one is a cry for help I need more words of encouragement I need experiences so if you know anyone or you are someone who is ADHD and a driver and you felt the same as me or you still feel the same as me, but you're driving and you're actually pretty good at it, I would I would love to hear from you because I think it's good when you are going through something difficult, not that this is like difficult, but like to go and see someone who can mirror that experience for you. So I'd love to hear from you guys. My dad's probably going to be like, Lucy, I drive. Like, why didn't you ask me? But it's different. Like, Dad, you're good with your hands. You're, like, got good motor skills. He's, like, a grown adult. He's good at math. Like, he's good at calculating. I I am not. So if there's anyone listening who can reassure and enlighten me, I, I would actually really appreciate that. Like, all jokes aside, I, I would actually really um, enjoy that because, yeah, driving, man, it's scary. And... um Maybe this episode can act as like a venting thing for other people listening who feel it and can, you know, go with me. And I think the other reason I am stressed about driving is because for the longest time I've been made aware that I'm really bad with motor skills and like spatial awareness. Um, so, yeah, I've got really bad motor skills, like struggle with handwriting, cutting things, folding things, cooking, cutting, like anything that you have to do with your hands. And people are like, well, you have no problem typing on your computer and using your phone. Yeah, but I mean, like, cutting stuff. I am really weak at it. My hands kind of, like, not buckle, but they just don't work as well. Um, And we could put that down to me being a very lazy baby and not wanting to do tummy time. Or the fact that I never crawled and just went to walking. I, I don't know if that played a part. Or it's just, like, people with ADHD have bad motor skills. Or I was just given bad motor skills and I'm ADHD. And if that's the case, I resent it. <laughs> like, okay, Fine if, like, you give me issues that come with the ADHD, but, like, ADHD on top of, like, issues on top of the ADHD, rude, super rude. So, yeah, I think that also plays into it, my hyper-awareness that I'm bad with my hands. And the thing is, is that if we do think about it, driving doesn't (sighs) – this is going to shout bad I am at driving – you don't necessarily need to be good with your hands. Like, you're not doing that much with your hands. It's more – mastering sort of a routine, a technique with the wheel. The more sort of thing that I find to have an issue that relates to my motor skills is my spatial awareness, like how I'm using my hands and my body in the space and being able to clock when there's dangers around me or when I'm turning a corner. Like apparently my driving instructor said he notices that like when we're doing turns or just going through a street where it's got like a lot of parked cars, I ignore my left side. Like I nearly squeeze a parked car, I nearly scratch it and I don't notice it. It's like, it's my left side. Whereas my right, I'm all good, but my left side, I just have no spatial awareness of it. Um, And (laughs) that kind of, (laughs) that's a problem because you need to be able to look left and right, right? So yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of things. Um, So yeah, even though I... 
I think I needed to vent and, and share these fears and talk about why I, I'm, I'm scared about driving and struggling to driving. I think it's good to sort of give a bit of a background as to why maybe some of us struggle with driving, in particular by some of us, I mean people with ADHD. So according to uh, Chad, and before I continue, all of these resources and like stats will be in the description, but uh, according to Chad, difficulties in executive function and other symptoms related to ADHD, including poor judgment, risk-taking and thrill-seeking tendencies, all contribute to these increased risks. Risks. Inattention can lead to distraction and impulsivity can lead to poor reactions to other drivers or traffic conditions. Adults with ADHD tend to overestimate their driving abilities, even though they may have poorer driver driving experiences than their peers. I am not one of those people. I completely underestimate. I think I am terrible. So I don't have that. And I am not a thrill seeker or a risk taker. In fact, my driving personality and style is quite the opposite. I drive with such caution because I'm trying so hard to focus on the road. I'm trying to block everything out. I'm trying to be like this, focus on the front, look ahead, look left to right, make sure your blind spots, make sure you, all of that makes it that I can't be impulsive. Like for me, my impulsivity is when I don't have to think about anything and I can just go and, you know, spit things out or do things randomly. Whereas in the driving context, because my brain has got so much to think about and it takes so much more energy out of me to do those things, I don't have the thrill seeking and I'm very aware of my abilities and like capacity with driving. Moving on. Uh, many drivers with ADHD find they have difficulty maintaining vigilance and keeping their mind focused while on the road. Distractions within the car, like your phone, radio and passengers, and outside the car, constructions um, or rubbernecking while driving by accidents, um, general points of interest along the road, can make it even more challenging to stay focused. Um, impulsive errors and reactions as well as slower, slower and delayed reactions can also heighten risks for ADHD um, drivers. So yeah, like I just know that I, if I ever do drive, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to have like my phone nearby or like do, you know, audio calls with people or even listen to music or have people in the car talking to me. Like it's going to have to be the ADHD Lucy proof zone where there are no distractions and it's just me, my brain, my focus and on the road because, you know, I can just imagine like even sometimes when my instructor's chatting to me about like fun things, like not related to the lesson, I my focus tends to disappear. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're like you're getting a new dog. Amazing. And then it's like, whoa, when there's a car in front of you and whoa, you might bang into it. Moving on, uh, stimulation-seeking behaviours like driving at high speeds, taking curves aggressively and any risk-taking behaviours can further impede safety. Even impatience while driving, which can sometimes escalate to angry reactions, including road rage, seems to be more prevalent in people with ADHD or adults with ADHD. That pretty much sums up how my brain is, minus the impulsivity and the like thrill-seeking and stimulation. I seek the opposite. I want no stimulation when I'm driving. I want it to be completely easy, but that's not the case because there's there's a lot going on. There's other cars. There's other things to take into account. Like that's I think that's the issue with driving is that no matter how much like I do to stay focused and to create a space in my car and in my brain and in my context to be focused, there's everything else that's ruining it. 
like not to say that other people shouldn't drive on the road when I am, but like I can only do so much. And then if someone's driving like a maniac or swerving or there's rain, that is an external issue or stimuli that I need to accept. But if my brain hasn't prepped for it, how do I accept it? You see, guys, you see, this is <laughs> this is my monologue every time before a lesson. Um, ah, see, it's frustrating. So I really, I need, I need advice, guys. This is not one of the episodes where I've got all the answers. I'm still stuck in it. But I would like to do a catch-up video in, let's say, three or six months. And maybe do like another podcast to see how far I've come. And it could just be the same. It could be, I not only failed my driving test, but I was responsible for this massive crash. Or it could be, guys, not only am I an awesome driver, but I bought myself a car. It could be that. Or I don't know. So hopefully in like three to six months, my feelings will have changed. My abilities would have changed. But guys, I don't know. I don't know. This, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, even though I've been saying I don't have any advice to give, I can say that things that can help with driving are practice. Practice can make perfect at times. Uh, medication, I take my meds all the time. Um, and especially when I have my driving lessons, I don't forget or feel like I don't need them. In fact, I think it's, I feel it's even more important for me to take my meds on those days. Um, so I really make a conscious, you know, decision to, to, take them on the dot because you know during the week I kind of take them you know I meant to take it let's say at 12 I maybe take it at one when it's my driving lessons I'm really really good at just being on the ball um the next one is time which kind of you know leads into practice um with time you do get better a lot of people say that with experience like even if you're not ADHD the more driving experience you get the more practice and over time and maturity you do get better um, but I think that's easy for neurotypicals to say. Like my mum, God bless her, she's saying it to be nice. She's like, you know, with time loose, you'll get there. It's experience. Um, but I think it's easy for her to say because she's a good driver and she's pretty on the ball and I'm not there yet. Um, the next point is to reduce or eliminate distractions. So this should be for anyone. Don't text and drive. It's one of the most stupid things that you can do. Um, like turning your neck to talk to someone, like, if you've got a passenger in the car and they're talking too much, tell them to shut up, turn off the music, turn off your podcast. Um, avoid having like, you know, those things that can dangle from your mirror, like those cute little um, like key rings. Don't have those. Um, the next one is to not drink and drive, which applies to everybody. Even if you think that you're okay and you've only had a couple or like this and that, um, it's one of the most stupid things that you can do is to drink and drive or to text and drive. It's just super stupid to do that because um, it won't only cost you, it'll cost so many other people. Um, the next tip is to buckle up. And I mean that in a literal sense of put your seatbelt on and also buckle up, expect a few bumps in the road, no pun intended. Um, and that's what I would say I'm trying to do. Those are the tips I would give to people and the ones that I'm trying to apply and take on. You know, I'm trying to practice what I preach, but it's difficult because of, one of the personality traits I have, which is a lack of grit, where if something's difficult or I'm not good at something, I tend to give up. Um, so I'm really in sort of the mindset of when I go into my lessons, I do want to do well, but then if I like make a mistake, I'm like, oh, well, like screw it. Like that's the way it is. Like I'm always going to be crap. Like what's the point? So um, yeah, 
practice what you preach, Luce. But honestly, if any of you have advice, want to share your experiences um, and try and fix my fears um, of this garlic driving and steak in the heart driving, I would greatly appreciate it because I don't have, I don't know what else to do. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Um, I should talk to my psych about it, see what they have to say. Maybe they can give me some tips because maybe it's just all about my mindset. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a lot of things. Um, but hopefully, hopefully one day I can drive to my podcast studio and record. Um, but that's, I think, all for now. Uh, expect more Lucy Pod episodes, but I do get busy with my masters. But um, I am excited. I have got one planned that I'm going to be doing with Trent, and it's going to be an ADHD decoded episode, which I'm so excited to do. And I'm really wanting to do more interviews um, and more like reflective ones like this where I get to vent. So stay keen, stay tuned. Do not forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Lucy Pod and listen to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from, The Lucy Pod. And don't forget to give me a five-star rating, give beautiful, honest, constructive feedback, and I will see you in my next episode. Take care, be good, stay safe. Bye! Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget the special offer to the Lucy Pod listeners where you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash the Lucy Pod. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash the Lucy Pod.